The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 183 of Rareform Radio. Today is so incredibly special. So special, I gotta check my phone. Um, see if I got anything better going on. Nope, we'll do the show. Um, people have asked for a long time for more uh, backstory into what I do for a living and the people that I do it with. So I thought today would be a fun day to bring in two longtime friends of mine. People that I've worked with, one for many, many years, and one for a few years. This is the crew for uh, for Jane's Addiction, the crew for Porno for Pyros, and um, and multiple other bands. I would like to welcome my friend Jody Billings. Ooh, friend. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry, coworker. Yeah. And um, my colleague uh, Michael Grisiak. <laughs> And uh, thank you guys for, for coming here, by the way. Um, let's give you guys a, a warm round of applause. So exciting. Um, yeah, people have been asking for me to have crew people in here for a long time because they know that we are the heartbeat of the music industry, right? Yeah. Can, we can agree on that, right? 100%. So uh, let me start just, Jody. what is it that you do? Um, I mostly do production coordinating. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. I kind of yeah, you can move it towards you a little bit. I'm, I'm tech. See, I'm not the tech person. But you know you know how this shit works. I mean, a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mostly do production coordinating, hospitality. Uh, occasionally I do wardrobe. The bands that we work with mm-hmm. together, I do wardrobe as well. Um, but I've kind of, I've done everything that doesn't involve actual stage tech work. True. True. Yeah. What does a production coordinator do? Oof, all the bitch work. Um, kind of, yeah. A little bit. It's it's, it's a crucial job. It's that, all the that logistics. No one in the audience has any idea about what that is. Probably not at all. Yeah. And it really varies, actually, from band to band. So what I do for like the bands that we work with, production coordinating-wise, is totally different than some of the art- other artists that I've worked for. So sometimes it involves, well, back in the day, it used to involve making tour books. but mm, now, Those are gone. Yeah. So basically, a tour anymore. book is literally it's a it's a it's a book that you open and every day has your full schedule of the hotel you're at bus calls show times um phone numbers for anything that you would possibly yeah. need it's like basically it's basically your museum itinerary. pieces now yeah. yeah it's your itinerary which has now been digitized so kudos to paul from uh, master tour database that i just met hey sh- big shout yeah. out to master tour yeah i just met those guys in chicago for our the audience first time, but they love master tour yeah <laughs> um We'll get but back to you in a moment. Michael, what is it that you do, my friend? I'm a drum tech. Okay, back to Jody. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. the, 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 here, the, that in a nutshell is how Backline works. Backline is, by the way, that's the guys that work on the stage with the actual musicians, like the guys playing, set up amps, set up drums. Mm-hmm. Our jobs are relatively easy compared to what other people do. Like that we're the we're the we're the last ones to load in. We're the first ones to load out. <laughs> but when we get to the bus after the show, our food is hot. We eat it. We enjoy it. By the time Jody gets to the bus, it's cold. It's all the leftovers, it's or it's gone. <laughs> yeah. 
Mike, you, you work for Stephen Perkins now. Yes. For four or five years? How many years now? 2017. Okay. So, so yeah, four I, or five years. Yeah. I, um, some friends of mine started playing with him, and they're like, hey, uh, we're going to play a show, and he needs a tech. And I'm like, yeah. You're like, I love Stephen Perkins. <laughs> yeah, I would love like, to do like that. one of my favorite drummers. So yeah. uh, I started doing all of his local stuff. And then I guess over the last last couple of years, but there's yeah. been nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But yeah, I guess more recently I started doing more uh, out of town stuff with mm-hmm. him. And You're a very welcomed, uh, very nice addition to the touring family. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, thank better you. than that fucking Radomski guy. You know, <laughs> guy's a joke. Oh wow, <laughs> poor Kevin. <laughs> I'm joking. All the listeners here, they they know Kevin for many many years, so they know I love Kevin. Um, do they though? Yeah. Okay. Do they do they know that I love Kevin? Yeah. Oh, come on. I love everybody. I'm the mayor of this place. <laughs> um, so doing Perk stuff, how is that for you? Because I know, like you said, you're a big fan of his. And all of us at some point get to work for people that we're a big fan of. What's it like working for Mr. Stephen Perkins? Um, he's probably the happiest person I've ever met. Um, it's almost annoying sometimes how just <laughs> joyous and smiley he can be. Yeah, no, no. It, it's nice because like, I've been lucky where I, I haven't. I don't think I've ever worked for somebody that has been a dick or that I haven't liked or mm-hmm. been a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could work more. But, <laughs> but, no, if you, but you're I, doing it right so far. Yeah, if you haven't worked yeah. for someone that you hate, just keep doing That formula is good. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because it's such a small world. Every time I work with somebody new, it's usually through somebody or when I get in there. Um, I can't speak. It's oh, well, you know why people know. Everybody, Mike, by the way, guys, give Mike a break. He's Canadian, so <laughs> they struggle with the language. They struggle with our with our customs and our traditions. But together, we're going to support Mike through this transition to America. Thank you. Yeah, Thank welcome, you. welcome. I, I'm on about 15 years. <laughs> You'll get it one of these days. One day. But yeah, no, it, it's it's such a small world, and everybody knows each other or has worked with each other or some somehow loose. I I could connect every gig that I've ever had. Back to my first gig. Oh, somehow. you know what? I think yeah. I would probably agree with that. Yeah, I mean, That's it's all networking. Like, it kind of really. makes yeah. sense, like, but it's weird when you, yeah. you actually look yeah. at it. Because someone's either referred you. Like, I don't think I've ever applied for a job in this business. Oh, no, I've every job I've been asked. Asked or referred. Yeah. Or hey, like, so, so-and-so said yeah. you might be good at this. It's never yeah. like, I know nothing about you. Uh, send in your resume. I don't, yeah. I've, I don't, yeah. I've never sent a resume to anybody. Actually, it's funny. There was one person that asked for a resume, and I didn't do the game. <laughs> of course. You're like, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't need you. Who does that? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, creepy. Yeah. I went in, and I looked at everything, and I was just like, ah. Yeah. How many gigs have you guys turned down? Oh, but n- not because you were busy, but because you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Not many. I think that one. Like, yeah. I, honestly, I've only ever really worked for people you say that, who I, it is? that I like. You say who you turned down? I don't even remember the name. Mm. I know one for sure I turned down who actually you worked for. Oh. Yeah. And I turned that one down after working for another artist of a similar caliber. <laughs> oh, okay, I know it is. Okay. Yep. And, I um, it is. and I was offered to come in because they needed someone, and I said, nope. Right. Yeah, you probably made a good call. Yeah, I think so. Made a very, very good call. I'm, yeah. Um, Jody, how long have you been doing this for? And what was like, what was your first gig and how did you get into this? Oh, shit. Well, 
My first gig technically was when I was in high school and started working for a friend's band, and I used to go. You fucking Boston, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. And uh, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> what up, kid? Um, yeah, I, my, I had a f- friend in high school who had a band, and I would go in the van with him and like help them with everything from like going to like the Rat Skeller, which you probably the know. Rat, of course. Yeah, and um, I would do like lights. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like seventeen years old, just like. <laughs> that sounds funny. Great. Yeah. And um or sell their t-shirts or like help them move the gear or whatever. And then I was gone for a few years and my first actual like national tour was in 2000. And who was that with? That was actually the Warp Tour. Oh shit. Yeah, so it was like summer camp. Were you hard. were you working for the like for the festival or were you working for Not at first. I worked for so I started with like a sponsors that did all like meet and greets kind of thing with the bands and okay. i did that for a few years and then i was gone for a year for army stuff and then came back and then the year i came back i started meeting bands and they were like would you consider coming out with us that's when i got the the worst advice of my entire career actually what was that i was told by someone don't go work for the bands keep working for the festivals and the tour like the tours um you'll never like it you'll never get anywhere you'll never do anything and then like, I'm so glad I did. I don't listen well, and I never follow directions. That because, is really bad advice. Yeah. So I went to work for my first band in 2004, like direct for them. But I had been working with them in different capacities for four years up to that. When you work for the festivals, I know like there's something that happens pretty quickly on a good tour is that everybody feels like family. Yeah. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, does that happen when you're working for like festivals? Yeah, it does. It so does. It, it Cause it's usually kind of the same core people, depending on what department you're in. Like if you're in the production staff of that tour and mm-hmm. you're liked, you'll keep coming back and then it really develops that family. And then anything else they do good to go back to the networking thing. Like they'll bring you with them. I see. So you get that same bond, maybe not as close, but to some degree. I've yeah. never done anything but backline. Have you done anything besides backline? Like, I mean, I started doing, um, like, with a, a AV company, um, doing, like, smaller, smaller like, corporate gigs and a lot of, like, record company stuff, like, okay. bringing in, like, not crazy big stuff, but, like, PA and lights. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I guess I was always kind of the backline guy, but I would also, like, pack the truck and set up and do all that. And then they eventually sold the company to PRG, which was, like, one of the biggest lighting companies in the world. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I was just telling you guys beforehand that I don't pay attention to anything. I have seen 13,000 PRG cases in my life. I've pushed them onto trucks until just now. I didn't know they were a lighting company. They're the, they're, I think they started as Did a you know lighting, that, but they have yes. audio as well. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. That's what I thought. That's why I was confused. Um, yeah, I am, um, I am the kind of backline guy. I don't give a fuck about any other really department. That's probably smart. Yeah, like, I, I don't. <laughs> he I really don't, doesn't. He'll stop you in the middle really of a bad. sentence if it doesn't have to do with it. <laughs> I'm so rude. You've done it so many times to me. I I've, know. That's I know. why I punch you. And I should respect you more. But I also want to point out, if it's okay, Jody is also a veteran. And you were in the army. Uh-huh. Is that correct? Yes. And you like you served. You went overseas. Yeah. You did yeah. all kinds of stuff and for your country. So... A sincere thank you for that. That, that <laughs> honestly, that's that's pretty great. Um, and you have probably the best nickname in in rock music. You think? Uh, I think so. As far as like a crew person, yeah, it came from it came from someone in this industry. Please say hello <laughs> to GI Jody. <laughs> 
It's the fucking best. It's so good. Um, yeah. I, I'm a little bit slow. Was that Canada. an actual title for you, though? Like in the army? Yeah. What's no. a GI? <laughs> I don't know. I just know GI no, Joe. General ever, infantry? Is that what? Is, gen, genital? I always called it government infection, issue, but I'm probably okay. way Genital wrong. Genital infection no, right. Jody right. is oh, what it wow. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, We're yeah. already on this. Okay. Ooh, sorry. I wasn't supposed to let that one out. Sorry um, about that. No, it started because someone called me. They were like, oh, I took a year off of touring because I literally was sent overseas to Kuwait and Iraq. And when I came back, they were like, oh, we missed you last summer. Where were you? And I was like, yeah, not in the country. Um, and it came up. And then Sorry, were I was like, busy saving your asses. Yeah, they yeah. were like, wait, you're like a real life G.I. Joe. And I was like, something like that. And they're like, no, like G.I. Wait, G.I. Joe D. And I was like, oh, God, no, don't go with that. And it stuck so hardcore for three yeah. months while I was on that tour. I could not shake it. Why would you want to shake that? It's such a good nickname. It felt so tacky to me. I was like, oh, God. But that's like, kind of, it's kind of, it's a tongue in cheek, but it, that's kind of what makes it great is how like, it's just, it's silly, <laughs> but it's also true yeah. and it's cool and it makes you more badass than most people you're cool, around. I guess right. it didn't feel cool. So I tried to shake it. And when I realized that other people on other tours that knew someone from that tour were referring to me as it, I was like, oh, I guess we just embrace it. A lot of times nicknames are not up to us. <laughs> it very much was, you not. know, like yeah. it just, at a certain point it's out of, <laughs> it's out of your hands. Yeah. Um, and you wait, what's yours besides piece of shit? <laughs> I think it's gotta let that one roll over me. Be water, be like water, let it roll over me. Um, it's mostly just it's mostly just Big Dick Dan. That's kind of what it is, mostly. I'm pretty sure you've told us several occasions quite the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah, no, my penis is small, but I am a big dick. Like oh, okay, my, that's my, my my person okay. we can is a, like a is a, is a big dick Dan. That's what that's what I am. Mm. Um I mean everyone calls me Danny Boy, which I hate. Didn't we just have a conversation about not picking your own nickname? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do you know that Michael Jackson picked his own nickname? The he named of- him, he named himself the King of Pop. Yeah, fucking really? loser. But what's he done lately? You know. Wow. <laughs> do you have a nickname, Mike? Mike G, right? I have a couple, but I think it changes each time I start working <laughs> on a job. What does Perk call you, Mike? Oh, that's Did a good one. It's <laughs> a pretty know. good name. It's a great nickname. Short I, I remember, we, I think you were trying to come up with one before when we were in rehearsals, but then nothing really stuck. Well, because the last one, Kevin, we just did like, Kevin isn't too far away. And knocking on <laughs> Kevin's door. Song. Kevin he is a place a on few. earth. Um, um, yeah, Tears and Kevin, like we, all kinds. But Mike, like, what can we do? Like, what, what can we do that's like Mike? Michael? I've only ever heard you call him Mike or the Canadian. <laughs> the Canadian is pretty good. Canada Air, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know mean, what to in do. In Toronto, I, I had more like picking on me names than. Uh, oh, that's not cool. But like I, the I kid really kind of ones, like Michael, no, Michael like, motorcycle like, and like stuff like that. Girly Mike <laughs> or turn or, the key, uh, watch and pee. But I got I got handsome Mike. Oh, the, Mike. oh, your hair's always been long, or <laughs> and, what? Yeah, you poor guy. Yeah, handsome Mike. That sounds like such yeah. a pick on. No, but yeah, I don't know. You are beautiful, by the way. You have such Thank nice you. hair. It's I, I need to cut it. It's such, bad. such a beautiful <laughs> personality a inside and out. You're you're a wonderful man. Also, by the way, how long have you been doing this for? Since I was seventeen, like high school, I started doing like the production stuff. So now you're but nineteen, like, Tekken, so two years. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I'm thirty-seven. That's oh, twenty years. So yeah. yeah. 
a while. But like like touring busy with bands. I mean, my first tour was in 2006. Okay. And then... Um, Who was that with? Uh, Veruca Salt. Oh, that's nice. fucking cool. Yeah, I, um, that's a good one. I was here kind of back and forth, and then it was like free guy to go on tour. And how did you and get your first gig? Um, a guy that you know... Um, introduced me to another guy that you also know. <laughs> is, are these secret is guys? It, is it yeah, Dan? No. <laughs> no, um, Phil. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So Phil introduced when I moved out here. I, Navarro's I, old guitar tech. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I kept in touch with uh, with Phil. I worked a Jane's show in Toronto in like 2003 on the Strays tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I moved out here 2006, and uh, he introduced me to uh, Kelly Scott. And From Kelly, failure. yeah, okay. And Kelly was getting back into stuff. They recorded that album, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I need a tech." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Can I come?" And he's like, "Yeah." And Great. I, and that was it. That was it. And you're on the road. So yeah. But how long have you been doing it? Do your <clears throat> listeners know this? Yeah. They know what you do, but you just keep saying backline. Do they know what you actually do? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they've been listening for a long time. So they know that you just drink Monster Energy drinks and play guitar. <sighs> Jody, please don't out me so much. You're really I'm just exposing asking. me. I'm just look. It's my first time here. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what they know. You'll I just learn the ropes. Make sure that they get all the content. You know. From your point of view, tell them what I do. You get off the bus late. You come to lobby calls at the very last minute of. But the I'm lobby never late. Call. I've never been late for a lobby call. Uh, that's a lie. You were late in Chicago because you even sent a text. I think that said no, I'll didn't. be right down. No, I didn't. I just sent a text down so you so you, you wouldn't leave at seven a.m. or whatever it was. I've never been even a minute late for lobby call. Mm-hmm. But if we left at seven a.m. And you weren't there. Right. But you know how in Chicago, that elevator was very slow. Mm -hmm. I got on with three minutes to spare. So Mm -hmm. I was texting just in case there was an issue. Mm, But I was not late, goddammit. Okay. So what else do I do? Um, Well, you used to drink a lot of soda. Now you drink a lot of Monster. Totally different. Yep. Totally different. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. You used to eat a lot of Oreos. (laughs) You go on stage. You play with some guitars for a little bit. And then you walk around sometimes playing an acoustic. I'm fairly certain I have a video of you <laughs> singing. Yeah. What was I singing? I do. You were singing something about my birthday when we were on tour in 2019. I have a I video was? of it. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I barely recognize you guys today. I know. I know. Our but first I, tour. That's why I take video. How long have we been touring together for? Uh, my first tour with you is in 2015, 2014. Wait. With Jane's. Yeah, I believe it was 2014 or no, 15. It was 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how, when you came into our world, <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you, do you like our crew or did you like our crew when you, when you showed up into Who it? Who was our crew at that time? I feel like it was, it was, it was Rodney and, um, oh, that's right. Rodney was still there. Was Jamie doing front of house then? Yes. Yeah. 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 Was Miles doing monitors? Miles Hale? Questionable. He's maybe? he's one of my favorites ever. Do you know I Miles? Know. At I all? feel like our monitor maybe person to see him. changes a lot. It does a lot because here's another thing that the viewers or listeners don't know is that Jane's addiction, like crews like stability. Yeah. So if you hear of a tour that's going for like, hey, we need you for the next year or two years, yeah. you want to take that one. Mm-hmm. Jane's is, has always been so sporadic. Yeah. Where we have a lot of turnover in like Somewhat crucial positions. Yeah. I think every gig that I've done, there's been different crew. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's totally crazy. Um, it doesn't always go that way. We've been we've been lucky. We've yeah. we've only had a few like real 
clunkers, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like for a while we had a... <laughs> Dude, we, we all just had the same thought, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> for a while, we had the same crew for a few years and it was we lovely. Did. yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's a good, bad thing that they don't tour so much. Like I kind of like it because it gives me some freedom to do other things, but you also work in production. Yeah. So you work in like it's television, different, different film capacity. type stuff. Mm-hmm. You're also, you're a writer. Mm-hmm. Have you produced? Like what do, what do you do as far as like, um, film and TV type stuff? It's, it's basically the same thing that I do for music, except just the complain all day, the, just complain and fuck stuff up or just pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Is anybody listening? God damn it. Um, yeah, it's like herd and kittens. It's production, it really it's logistics. It's just in the department has a different name, but I do that. Yeah. When you guys, when you guys go to see a band, um, you just, you go, you enjoy it, but you don't realize that the people running around, all of us are therapists we are assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, we are cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Um, we are punching bags. Um, yeah. What else are we? We're, you guys get that quite literally. We're pockets. Like we have to hold things for guys. Hey, put, uh, oh, yeah. I'm going on stage, hold my cigarettes or my sunglasses or my kid or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, I mean, Mike, uh, Mike's the babysitter sometimes. Like yeah. we all take, we wear, take on so much mm-hmm. if, if we accept it and like the guys that we're working for. True. Which, currently we're we work for some pretty cool people some pretty yeah. nice folks and we just got back from um chicago for three shows with porno for pyros we've oh. done five five gigs with them so far with porno. yeah yeah wait what was the other one? Oh, L- the yeah the first one florida. florida the festival <clears throat> yeah which i want to get into right now because <laughs> this is so <laughs> fucking awesome so i think anyone who works backline you know it's not our first career path. We, we wanted to play. Like if you, if you work for a band, it's because you didn't make it as like an actual <laughs> musician. Like you're good enough, but yeah. you just didn't get whatever opportunity or you didn't get it yet. So Michael here, Mr. Canada, um, we were in rehearsals for the first, yeah, the first Porno for Pyro's show in 20, how many years? 25 to 26. Yeah. And you're a porno fan. Like you were a fan of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like I was like, 10 or 11. Yeah. So uh, Mike was jazzed in rehearsals, you know, working for one of his favorite drummers in a band that he loved. And uh, we're in rehearsals, preparing for the first show. And Perk gets, comes down with like a weird ailment where he had like an infection, um, infection Mm -hmm. in his arm. And he was trying to push through. And it got to the point that, you know, we're leaving for the festival. The next day we're flying to Florida for this thing. And, Mike gets a phone call, and what was that phone call, Mike? It was like, so, how you feel? I'm like... Who called you, by the way? One of the managers? Yeah. Okay, okay. Somebody from management called me, and they're like, so, like, how are you excited for the show or whatever? And I was like, I don't know, it's raining, and I hear everything's getting canceled. You know, hopefully it happens kind of thing. And uh, basically the next morning, I get to the airport... And it's, uh, Steven's not there and it looks like I'm playing the show. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think you, I think we kind of all found out at a similar time. Like I found out we're at the airport, airport, we're we're about to board. Yeah. And uh, they did flurry of emails and texts coming in being like, all right guys, Perk can't do it. Mike's playing the show. And this, this is why if you're a backline guy and you're halfway decent, Learn the songs. 
I, I will 100%. say this, Mike. Like I've I, I I bust your ball sometimes about being so meticulous about your like you are you care so deep deeply about what you do and it's very, very admirable. Honestly, mm-hmm. I bust your balls, but for real, you are mm-hmm. so um take it so seriously and you care as much about the guys you work for as you do as if it was your own your own mm-hmm. stuff. So every rehearsal, you're there, you're watching every hit that Perk does. You know the songs kinda anyway, but you're watching everything like a hawk. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where now you're the guy playing the show. <laughs> like this big reunion thing that people, this, like, there was a decent bit of buzz about it. Yeah. And now you're the guy playing. What goes on in your brain when you, have you ever played, <laughs> have you ever played a festival? Have you like, you've been in bands. No. Have you ever done anything like this before? No, nothing that big. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've played with a couple different bands, but nothing that's, that's too big. Uh, not traveling that far. I mean, I, we went to, to like Sweden and, and did a couple festivals and stuff, but that it wasn't anything like that. And this is like, you know, you, you dream as a kid, like, man, one day if I could play with them or if I could like hang out or be friends. And it's like everything over the years just slowly built up so gradually that everything kind of seemed natural. And it happened like so quick that I had to do that, that there wasn't any time to overthink it. Like usually you would so, get that yeah. call a few days in advance and give yourself enough time to work yourself into anxiety and hysteria. You had no time no, to do that. There was no time. And it, it was like, I, I think that the day before it was like, Oh man, like fuck What if I got to play the show? But like for it to actually happen, it was like, no, like that morning it's like, okay, yeah, he's not on the plane. Like it's happening. It's happening. But also and then, major kudos is that you teched it dude, and you played it. Yeah. Like, yeah, and actually, and also, like, you also had one of Perks and Perks old texts, who's like, he's That's, like a legend. He's crazy. a legend in the Jane's world and the Perk world. Um, Joey came and like, yeah, mm-hmm. and you knew who he was. Just well, that's the thing. When I in two thousand three, I worked the Jane's show uh, in Toronto. I was doing the the Jam Room PA, mm-hmm. and I hung out all day with with Joey and Phil, and I kept in touch with Phil. And then when I moved to LA. Phil put me back in touch with Joey and I'd see him like, you know, every couple of years kind of thing. And then at the show, I'm seeing all these different people from different bands that I've worked (laughs) with. And like, it was literally everything from the beginning of like my career on this side of music. Bill was there with Nine Inch Nails. Pumpkins were there. uh, You're you're probably the biggest Smashing Pumpkins fan that I know. Yeah. And we were going on main support for Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Like you're opening. First of all, you're playing for a band that you love. And you're technically you're opening for your favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> are yeah. they your favorite it's, band, Pumpkins? Uh, Chili Peppers, Pumpkins, Jane's Addiction are in my top. I would like, get rid of the Chili Peppers part and stick with the other two. Oh, speaking of that, here. I, I got a gift for you. Oh, yeah. The, the Chad Sticks you wanted from the, you so uh, the Eddie Vedder tour. The Earthling Silver Sticks. Okay, That's so. so <laughs> He's like, now moving on. Um. So that show, so yeah, you were saying about um, culminating. Oh yeah, so I think I got a, a, a text from from Joey and he's like, hey, are you in Florida? I'm like, yeah, are you in Florida? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, like, do you know? And he's like, yeah, what's up with, with Steven? Like I saw like a picture, he sent him a picture or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> like, can you come and tech for me yeah. or help me out? And he's like, yeah, for sure. How so cool is that? It was he was actually the reason why I moved to LA. Uh, when I was talking to That's him at awesome. the show in Toronto, 
He's like, so, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, I want to play and this and that. And he's like, well, you're going to have to move to L.A. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it just snapped in my <laughs> head. Like he All right. Like, okay, cool. Okay. And then just I'll be it. right there. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but, I'll yes. be there in time for dinner. Two years later, I moved there or here. And yeah, it's just weird. Just everything, every band that I grew up listening to that I was like a big fan of. That's or awesome. like And like the Bill thing. Bill, when I was. Bill Ramey, who is a production manager for Nine Inch Nails. He also used to be a professional wrestler. He's like one of the, he's an enormous man, always wearing overalls. One of the nicest, sweetest, yeah. one of my favorite people in, yeah. in the industry probably. Yep. Yeah, no, he's awesome. He's awesome. But when I was 18, I, uh, I went and I saw the Chili Peppers and I kept in touch with him. And then I just showed up at a show one day. I was like, hey, uh, I'm here. And he's like, cool. Like, you going to hang out? I'm like, <laughs> okay. So he comes out and he gives me a pass. And I went and I followed the Chili Peppers around for like a week. And uh, I was like, hey, I can't, I can't afford to like go to these other shows. Like, can I work for you guys? And he's like, yeah, okay, like go help, you know, do the dressing rooms and, you know, give you like a hundred bucks or whatever. Amazing. So that, that paid ah, for me so to get on a bus and go. To I don't think I knew that. I don't yeah. think I knew yeah. that, that you, that's, that's how you kind of got on with the uh, Chili Peppers. Yeah. And then... Basically, Last by being homeless. A couple months ago, I, I, I was working with them again mm-hmm. in rehearsals with it's the pretty, same people. It's like, pretty, pretty awesome. fucking cool. It's kind of crazy. Like, I, I think I was probably that annoying fan that chased everybody around, but I, I, I guess if you I didn't don't piss ask, nothing. Ha- if, you, if you don't, if you don't ha- take the initiative and you don't have the balls to ask for things, mm-hmm. you will get nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, I, I played on stage with Nine Inch Nails, my favorite band of all time. Trent was never going to ask me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask it and yeah. like roll the dice. And the worst that happens is you hear no. And then you're still just not doing the thing you want to do. Yeah. But when you ask and pursue it, amazing shit can happen. Yeah. And that show, I don't know how it was for Jody, but I imagine it's the same. But like the guys I work for, Mark, uh, no, that was Mike Watt on that one, right? Mike yeah. Watt played yeah. bass. Yeah. And uh, Pete Stefano, And both of those guys for me, like they're very like self-sufficient. So I didn't have to do many guitar changes. So for that whole show in Florida, I was just watching you. And like, I was, I can't remember the you, last you time. You took the one clip that I think the most people have, have posted. Oh yeah. I took, I, I took up behind you, took a good video. No, that's great. And uh, I can't remember the last time that I was watching a show where I was like, I was joyous and like so proud <laughs> the whole time. I was like, look at him up there fucking killing it. And I know that you, you can critique your own playing all you want, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is you played great mm-hmm. and you legitimately saved the day. You saved the show. Heck yeah, Thank The you. show would not have happened if you didn't do that. Mm-mm. And it was one of those, like, I'm grateful that I was there to see it. I imagine Jody is too, Heck yeah, but it was awesome. so fucking cool to see that. Yeah. Thank you. And I hope you're proud of yourself. I mean, I just hope I can do more. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you <laughs> got a sabotage perk. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'll see, take that's, his that's knees out like Nancy thing. Kerrigan. Wait, I'll, put, I'll, I'll slip something into his Epsom There we salt. go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Is he allergic to shellfish? Can we put something in there? Um, Pedialytes. So it's not Pedialyte. Did you ever hear, did you hear from him before and after the show? Like, what was your interaction with him around that time? I, well, I mean, he was going through some shit, but. I mean, I don't remember. Honestly, <laughs> like I, I don't remember. I mean, it was really bittersweet. I, I imagine too. we 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 at least texted. I think we did. Mm-hmm. We had to. I, I I'd have to look back, but I I, it was weird because it, I, there was no time to get nervous or anything or overthink or, like 
the rehearsal was literally on a pillow in a hotel room the night before. Not even kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah. like actually on a pillow. Like we, we had you for like a little window for loading into the festival and you had to rush back to the hotel. And yeah. like, which was a different pillows. hotel than our hotel. Right? Yeah, of course. Oh, we yes. had to move to yeah. your hotels. I was going to bed early the night before. Sorry. I just yeah. No, no. And I, I was like, polite, okay, Canadian. I, I, I better, I Sorry, better, ma'am. I better get some sleep. And then Pete calls me. He's like, Hey, so like, come over. We're going to go over the songs and you can stay here. You know, I'll sleep on the couch. You can have my bed. And I'm like, okay. So I go and I think it was like a 45 minute drive. Yeah. They weren't close to us. And then, uh, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I'm literally playing on a pillow and then it's like, bang, 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 bang. The door we're like, fuck it's, this is too loud. And then it was like Perry and Etty and like, Everybody comes in, and then we're all going through, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, we don't need to do it again. I'm like, okay. Like, oh, this is my first time doing it, okay? Yeah, okay. and then literally, like, some of those songs on stage, that was the first time I played those songs with the band, like, on wow. a drum set. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. Legit, you killed it. It yeah, was, it was, it was awesome. one of my, it might end up being one of my favorite memories of touring, just because of how cool it was, it was so it was bittersweet because it would have been amazing if Perkins was there yeah. for the reunion show for the band he started. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little <laughs> a little odd, but then also in that kind of being fitting that the first show of their own was really the first kind of reunited show. Yeah, yeah. it was so amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was like so it, amazing. I, I felt so bad, and it was hard to to be excited about it, knowing that like he was bummed at home not being able to do it. Yeah. But I like that he's getting this amazing opportunity and he's thinking about the other people. Canada, dude. <laughs> you guys are so much better than us. Yeah, you're nothing <laughs> like so what clear. we grew up no, with. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, do you have any favorite memories of your touring? Like any, any particularly like incredible experiences or... Oh, God. Or really shitty ones? I like shitty experiences too. I mean, I've had several of those. I think we all... <laughs> Right. This does not count, by the way. This does not count as one of your low moments. Don't choke. I'm off the clock. Um, God, I mean, there's been so many good and so many bad. Like it's been a long time. It's it starts to blur together too. Like you forget, like which band was I out with when that happened? Mm -hmm. There's so many surreal moments that you kind of like forget about, which is crazy. Yeah, there's like those venues that you play that you just you look around and you're like, damn, that's a lot of people. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I remember my first gig doing Madison Square Garden. It's like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I think the first time I did a show back home in Massachusetts where we're from and, like, mm-hmm. some of my family got to come. And yeah. The, the hard part for me is, like, you guys get seen because you're either out on the stage yeah. or you have to pop in and off of the stage. Nobody sees me. I try not you, to get seen. You are... Ever. You are, the, like, the gruntiest of the grunts in some ways. It's like... So my family comes to these shows and they're, like, super stoked because they're, like, we got guest list, you know, it's like kind of a big deal. But they won't see like, you. Yeah. And then they never see me and they're like, I didn't see you. And I'm like, yeah, you're not gonna. That's not like, my <laughs> position here. I don't live on front, yeah. you know, like there's a few bands where I used to do like when they had set changes, like we'd bring you're, out chairs you're or You're a little whatever. visible with Jane. So you're on the side of the stage a lot. I am a lot more for them. Yeah. But that's because I take care of background vocalists and dancers and there's quick changes and little costume like uh, tricks that we do. Through Tell the people show. what quick changes. Quick change is when someone on stage decides they want to change their wardrobe and it could be anything from like a mask to their entire clothing, including shoes in the middle of the performance, Mm -hmm. which with Jane's, we did, we used to do four of them, three three or four, depending on on the show. Yeah. When I was with first with Jane's, it was 
two dancers, then it went to three dancers, and then back to two, <laughs> and we would have three quick changes in the middle of the set. So I would have a cue, and I'd be in a little booth like the size of a telephone booth, which some maybe of your audience <laughs> don't even know what that is. Let's tell them what a phone booth is. Yeah, I'm just aging myself. I it's took like, a picture of a payphone the other day. I was driving down the street and I was like, look at that thing. They're still up. Yeah. It's like the smallest shower you've ever been in, basically, because it's just curtains around you. And I, like, with them, I change them from top to bottom, like shoes, undies, all the biz. You see a lot of naked people. I do. There's a lot of stuff in my face. Wow. Who has, who has the best stuff you've ever seen? I can't say that. <laughs> Is there a worst? Yeah. Oh my God. There's always Off a best the and a worst. I, I gotta but... hear this stuff. Did you ever work for us when we had Bubba? No, I came after Bubba, but I've heard quite a few stories. Actually, Bubba... we were just talking about Bubba because he's got a buttload of stuff still at our warehouse. Do you know Bubba? I know. Maybe, his, maybe his feathers, his feathers are know, still there. Yeah, we, we just know his costume. So Bubba on the, uh, the Theater of the Escapist tour, we had a guy, he, he was a, an incredible dancer. What a mm -hmm. nice dude named uh, Bubba Carr. And um, he would dress up as a crow for some reason. And climb up into the rafters for some reason. And then <laughs> at one point, at one point. There's feathers all in those cases I was showing you. I thought, yeah. <laughs> we tried this out at rehearsals once for this. I don't, I've never told, I don't think I've ever told this story. Okay. I don't think. Um, I'm a little scared. I was asked, I was asked by somebody in the band if I wanted to participate in a skit. <laughs> in, a, in a skit during the fucking show. So the idea is that. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it was so dumb. So I was gonna play a hunter. Do you know this? No, okay, but I, I've seen props. Oh, oh you have? <laughs> yeah, okay. they're in our warehouse. Like, they're in our storage the space. Fuck is this? It's all there. Oh my Everything God! Okay, so I, I was supposed to play a hunter. Bubba was gonna be this this like full massive crow, and we rehearsed this. And uh, I dressed up like Elmer Fudd, basically, mm -hmm. with a big dumb hat and a big pla dumb plaid jacket. And I had... I wish there was a photo. I had bloods. <laughs> they put blood squibs on me, which are like... Wait, squibs, really? by the way, are in, in TV and movies when people get shot. When the blood <laughs> blows up, Yeah, it's called a squib. So for this rehearsal, they put these squibs on me. And I was supposed to <laughs> walk on stage with a shotgun, point it at Bubba and say... I think I was supposed to say, hey, bird. <laughs> and then pull the trigger. But then Bubba shoots back and then the squibs go off on me. So we tried it once in rehearsal. The, the squib like dribbled out like a like a like a zit. Just no, yeah. no uh, pizzazz or anything. Oh, it was it was just the blood. And one. I remember like Navarro and and Chaney are just kind of they're like sitting back watching the skit happen in rehearsals. And Dave's just laughing. He goes, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and uh, it was, did, did it go with the song? It did. It went to with the song. I was uh, gonna say which song was um, it? I think it was "Words Out of My Mouth." Okay, mm. I think was maybe the last song on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget exactly, but <clears throat> it was such a such an uh, an ill conceived idea. Execution was equally bad. And I'm really happy it didn't become part of the show, but it was oh, so dumb. Man, I but wish anyway, I could have seen that. Well, long story short, I love Bubba. <laughs> Bubba was cool. The, the costume is still still in the store. Oh, I haven't seen that in yeah. year, like ten years. So what like people don't that. know is that we have a warehouse, yeah, and it and you have one room in it, yep. and then Mike and I share a room in yep. it with all the drum gear, all the production, all the wardrobe, and I think everything from 
whenever this band first oh my did God. their we very have, first tour. Do you know the Blue Ladder? Of course. I, dude, I, yeah. the Blue you know Ladder. The story? Of course, it was the bane <laughs> of our existence forever. It was at the Henry Ford. It's the first time we used it. Oh, this is what you just told yeah. me this the and other it was day. A yeah. fucking, it was supposed to be some ladder to nowhere, and then we took it on, on tour, and it was in the back of the... Show it. Oh, it, I thought it was, you said like girls I, climbed up it to sit in a Steven, tree Steven, or something. I, I, yes. I may be mixing. No, no, there was up, like these but. wood nymph fairy things at the yeah. at the Ford Theater, but it was like so far back behind like the band stuff. We're like people are like, what is the fucking? Okay, I'll just watch the show. I don't know yeah. what's going on back there. So speaking of that, I actually have a question for you. Okay. When did the suspension girls first start? Because they were hmm. there when I started in 2015. But when did they first start? I would think probably 2011 or 12. Okay. Should we call Steve Truitt? I knew you'd work Steve into this somehow. <laughs> that's let's, the, let's, that's let's, like my worst part let's of talk the, about it. Let's talk tour. about Steve Truitt real quick. Um, He's an awesome human. I'm just going to say. There's something that you you and I have been doing for years, Jody. <laughs> no, you this? have been doing. You look, Where's the cameras? You have been doing. Yeah. And? I don't do anything. Well, you just it's, sit back and smile and take it. This is very wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. So inappropriate. Steve Truett has been on the show a few times. The audience has knows it? Steve okay. Truett. He's, we call him Steve the Butcher because he ruined my ears with these holes. Um, he fixed It's mine. lovingly called Steve the Butcher. He's a, he's a brilliant body yeah. mod guy. And he's in charge of our suspension girls that we have every show for Jane's. Which did people know what that is? Like, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Hooks? yeah. We, okay. we, we the Steve hooks up girls, he puts hooks through their, hooks through their back skin. Have like, you been with us when we pierces, yeah. okay. pierces their flesh, suspends them by their back skin, and they swing out over the crowd? It's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful, it's really cool. And it's my favorite part of the show is watching the audience when they see that for the first time because it's either amazement with confusion or disgust Total with confusion, disgust. yeah. Um, but when people turn away like this, it's my favorite, but Steve Truitt has a highly customized penis. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bisected. It's cut. He, he, with a razor, he cut it in half through the head. I don't know that details are necessary. Yeah, I mean, we got to let people know. I mean, he, he scalped. I thought that his- was an accident. How like a, like he a, ran into like a saw a li- blade? No, like a lifto tear. <laughs> no, no, he that's he uh, this is on purpose. Wow. So he could like shove stuff down his in his urethra and all kinds of stuff. So he has this sort of semi bisected penis with all kinds of jewelry in his ball sack and and implants. I just learned about the jingle. Oh yeah, so when he walks, he jingles. If you listen close, it's like, it's like a set with, of keys. I've worked with you guys for seven years, and, and you never, never heard it. noticed. Well, he has it to kind of he has to put a little sexy shake in there. But it's you loud heard it. That you can hear I it. Did. If he because I, I said yeah. Steve, give her the jingle. Is it like like those balls that, that have the. Let me just show you. Yeah, like the ones that you do <laughs> yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Wow. It, I, seven years. I've worked with him. Like we did a road trip on tour once not by choice but we got stuck in a car together we've gone out to eat he oh, comes to visit oh like, in, Col- in colorado Aspen, yeah. yeah um so we've like all hung out many no, times yeah, i've seen that but oh there's no jingle you can't see the jingle but um, yeah you can't hear internal photo, or external but, that's the, but he that's he told me about it it's seven years i've never noticed it and then he just recently told me about it and he made Steve jingle for me. Steve, wow. give her the jingle. It's like a set of keys, like a half mile away. Almost. And he just giggles when he does it. Yeah. Like, like. So anyway, 
many, many years ago, I was telling someone about Steve's dick and I just texted him. I said, dude, send me a picture of your dick. I need to show somebody. And like with zero hesitation, zero weight, I got that thing too sweet. And I keep it in a folder on my phone and there's nobody I send it to more than Jody. And there's nobody that has ever hated that picture more than Jody, which is why I send it to nobody as much as I send it to Jody. And it's not that I, well, I do hate, well, it's not, hate is a weird word for it because it's not that I hate it. It's not like I hate Steve or I hate his business. I mean, I don't know. You I've love his business? It. I've never seen it in real life. The, oh. the, the problem is that we're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, we're homies. So, like, I don't want to know what his, you know. Twig and berries look like so like it's not my business. I, I sent it to you for the first the first time, and I think you may have punched me the first time. And did I? I don't know. I punched you several times, you, but it's usually something different. You're in. I've there's a there's a few people in my life who hit me often. Yeah, and um, you're in the top. That's not surprising. Three. You're probably in the top three That's people good. that hit me most. Good. You um, deserve it. That's fucked up. What you do is fucked up. But I also, I give you job after job. I bring you in on every job I do. This is true. Yeah. It's so I like guess a, that's a trade-off. hate relationship. I employ, I give you employment and you physically assault me. Yeah. That so seems you fair. You know what? There's no that other person in my 22 years of touring that I feel like could be an actual related sibling to more than you. <laughs> Very brother, sister. Like nobody. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause I hate you one second and the next second I'm like, damn, listen to this. It's <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. So I send you, I send you a picture of Steve's dick very, but very often. Unsolicited. It's like, it, well, that's, there'll that's be nothing. where it's good. And Merry Christmas. Yeah, I don't is open. That, well, exactly. Well, here's the thing. This, this I don't fucking open. jerk here, she yeah. refuses to look at any picture I send her anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have to sneak it in while we're texting or. I learned. I learned very quickly because we won't speak for days or we'll be off tour for like a week and then I just get a random image. So I figured it out. So now anytime, you know how like your phone just says like one image or whatever uh, okay. and it doesn't, there's no like preview. If it's from him and it's an image, I, I delete the whole thing. I don't even <laughs> open the text thread at all. Like I just delete it. I don't care. But it I could have be tricks. something really important. I have tricks. Yeah, because you're an asshole. But, the, but, the, <laughs> but there's ways that like you have to look at it. So if I'm in the warehouse... And I don't do it every time. And here's the key. If, if, if you're like, uh, can it's, you please? It's consistently inconsistent. Can you pull this case out? Can you grab this shirt and make sure it's back in here? So what I'll do is like, I'll take a picture of the case and then I'll send the dick pic and then the picture of the, of the shirt. So I'll send a cluster of pictures. Uh, yeah. And so you have to see it. It's so rude. And it's always, and, uh, and I tell Steve every time. The response I'm like, is always, sending your of dick course, around again. of course. And the response is always, I hate you. Yeah. It's always, I hate you. I mean, this, this is the it's family. Fair. This is the it's family fair. we have. Have guys. you gotten this just randomly sent to you? Why is it me? I feel like I'm I being think, attacked. I think in, in this group, is sexist. In group text, I'll get it, <laughs> but I, I don't think I've. Oh yeah, you did. You put it in a group text when we were in Chicago. You're goddamn right, I did. You're goddamn right, <laughs> oh, I did. God. He loves it. He Does loves he it. Like, have we asked him? I have sent. I have sent pictures of my own penis to people before. I feel like that's a lie. Really? Yeah. Because you always just send Steve's and you've well, said this is my point is I, I have sent my own before, but I have sent Steve's hundreds of times. Hundreds. Never passed Easily. off as my own because it's mutilated. I don't want people to think that thing is mine. <laughs> it's like a, a ground beef. But uh, I, I really enjoy saying, like whenever you guys have seen this, 
whenever there's a new person in the crew. Oh yeah. And Steve I walks in the so room. Bad. I was like, I gotta show you. Like, I show, I pull it up. I'm like, see that? And like, yeah, what the fuck is that? I'm like, it's that guy's dick. <laughs> and Steve just laughs and And this smiles. is why you get punched a lot. Yeah, that's fair enough. You should fair tell enough. them why else you get punched a lot, because I'm not oh. just the victim of that. Have you been the victim of this? I don't he know. He has not yet, but he will be. Oh. So there's something that the I've been doing. The former drum tech used to get it yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Everyone on that last tour. And then Amanda from Kind Heaven would get it a lot. Uh, tour scares. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have this thing that I, I, I've always. like a whole thread of it. I've always loved scaring people. But then I came up with the hashtag tour scare on Instagram where I would scare my tour mates. And boy, oh boy, is it fun. No, it's fun. Has it caught on? Is it like a a a thing that like people do? Yeah, I had some other people in other bands trying to do it. um, And I've uh, gotten you a couple times. Of course. See, and it's fun, isn't it? Well, yeah, because you're a dick. So like when we get to do it back, it's like it almost feels like revengeful in a very satisfying way. That is not kind. I don't accept that. Um, But it is fun. Scaring people is fun. Do you like scaring people, Mike? I think I scare my wife sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> He's too nice. Yeah. Mike doesn't scare people. He's like, boo, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, boo, sorry about that. No, sorry, boot that. <laughs> no, I, I do a thing where I'll go and I'll hide in the most obvious place. Oh, yeah. And hiding in plain sight. Like, yeah, like here. <laughs> if I can't see you, you can't see me. I have a screen door on this in this apartment, and uh, I've gotten Jody once or twice. Oh yeah, you can't see. Yeah, no. you can't see in. Oh, I should have fucking got <laughs> you for very, the first time. The very first time I came here. It's your first time here, isn't it, Mike? Second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so now I don't approach. The, you probably saw it in our text thread. And he was like, "I'm here, just come in." Oh, and I was like, "I'm not. I won't yeah. come to okay. the door." So I had to open the door. And I had my hands up. Like yeah. I was being arrested. I'm like, you're, you're free to come in. Um, that's just this is just part of the the glitz and glamour of, uh, of what the really life. happens on tour. Can we talk about uh, the glamorous world of touring and how glamorous and wonderful it is like every moment on a of tour the time? Bus with ten dudes. Yeah, one of the biggest misconceptions is the glamour of oh, touring. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't think even for, even for bands, I think a lot of people think like it's just champagne and caviar and private jets, like. It's not that you haven't done. Yeah. You, if you're in the stinkiest part of the building, you're in like the part where the band's going to be pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You're That's right. where, where you go is where nobody wants to go. And yeah. while, while you guys are thinking about private jets, we are on uh, the submarine ride from Denver to Dallas. You know, that yeah. one, like that 28, 29 hour, whatever yeah, it is drive. Fart tube with wheels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're on a bus. If it's, if it's like the full bunks, it's 12 bunks and a driver. So there's yeah. 13 people just constantly farting because we're eating shitty food and uh, people snoring. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad snore on the bus? Yes, it's the worst. I think I sleep better on a bus than I do at home. Oh, for I sure. I do too. 100%. I do too. So but 100%. I I've never really had a problem. I mean... Are you a good sleeper in general though? I, I sleep so. like shit. I think I've been getting... My back has been bad lately, but but I, I don't have trouble falling asleep. But I am, I'm also up to like 6, 7 in the morning until I'm like... <laughs> I, I'm so, so this, this is another thing I, reason I love Mike is that him and I have very similar sleep or lack of sleep schedules. Like he's the only other person yeah, that sends me texts wait. or, or Instagram <laughs> reels or something at 4am. And I know like he's fucking wide I awake feel, too. I feel bad. There, there was something that happened the other night and somebody sent something really late and I was afraid to answer it. Cause I was like, fuck, I should be in bed. And yeah. then you responded. And then I was like, okay, I'm up to it. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh it's yeah. Cool. When we were in Chicago, I think so. Yeah. 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 Mike is my fellow, uh, my fellow night owl. Also something weird about Mike. Um, <laughs> Mike has been at every show oh, yeah. I've ever attended. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Wait, if, what? if, 
Anytime I don't go to I don't go to concerts for fun really. But if, oh, like if, if I you do, go as a fan, Mike, he's been at all. Of them. Even before he oh, was like full on with Perk, I see him at every show I go to. I feel like if if Metallica was playing in San Francisco and Green Day is playing in San Diego, you would be at both shows somehow. I don't. I think there's multiple. I'm gonna start calling you multiple Mike. I think there's. You're, I think you're everywhere. He's like uh, what's a omnipotent, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. When you're everywhere, like God, well, God is something omnipresent. Maybe I it means know. Mike is everywhere. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So um, Mike is God. Yes, Mike is God. I didn't say it. Yeah, Mike is God. Mike is Canadian um, Jesus. So, what is the <laughs> biggest misconceptions when you're when your family is asking you how great the tour is, the glamour? What's the biggest thing people get wrong? Do you think about mm. what our lives are like? They don't. I don't think they realize the hours. First off. Like number one, right off the bat, they think when they see a show that it like we just put oh, yeah. together really quickly. That the the stage show is already there. And then we're done. Yeah, and it's like no. Oh yeah, when <laughs> when family comes and like when the yeah, show's over, like in, can, you, can you hang out? Yeah. Like I have two hours of I'm work. Like starting to do. work again. Oh darn, two hours. <laughs> like loading out is is the hardest part of the day. Well, actually, honestly, when we were doing that Ninja tour, the Nine Inch Nails James yeah. tour, backline. Packed in the truck, walk away. Our best was 19 minutes. What? What? Well, okay. Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike, I love you, but you are the slowest loadout drum tech I have ever met but in my life. But the thing is, uh, I don't want to interrupt. I, I feel like you're still loading out of Chicago right now. I feel like you should need to get yeah. back and finish up. And this goes, in a way. this goes back to you being meticulous and caring so much. Yeah. But dude, if we tour, no, you're, you're I, I want to get those up. cases set where I don't have to put a, a thing in a case, in another case, and then pack it the mm -hmm. right way. Because I put a drum in excuses, the soft bag. Excuses. A specific every there isn't. <laughs> Good one, dude. No, no, honestly, there isn't one single piece of anything that I do that isn't done for a reason. Yeah, this is gonna get boring. Yeah. No, I, there, I'm, hey, I'm really all particular. I have to say is there's saying, nights where you're still packing and I'm done. Which is unheard of. No. Yes. yes. Completely yes. unheard of. Yeah, but nobody takes shit off the drums either. I'm like waiting for mics to come off, and it's like, then the drum riser becomes like... Then you pull them off. dressing rooms full of people. What, what most drum techs would do, <laughs> yeah. you pull the mics off, and you throw them down aggressively, and if they don't like it, they can come get them sooner. Yeah, but then I'm fucked for the next That's show. called the American flex. You gotta do the American <laughs> flex and show them what's up. Well, you no. could just take <clears throat> them off and put them in a nice pile. Yeah, like but he, but yeah, he, but the thing is, when I put the like, pile like on there, wiping them off, every and other fucking crew guy comes and starts their pile, yeah. and then I can't get my shit out of the way. Yeah, and yeah. I take care. I, I don't oh. mind helping people out, but then I put other people's stuff sneaking into holes in my cases, and then I can't get you to fucking my Canadians shit. sneaking into holes. I don't appreciate <laughs> that. If we tour together, you're gonna have to pick it up a little bit. No, I know. I'm I not. Get I'm those not having together. it. As the heart and soul of Backline, I'm not. I'm not having it, dude. <laughs> No, as I the know. crew boss. No, uh -uh. I thought uh -uh. they. I thought they pulled that title from you. No, never, dude. I'm. I'm the all seer. I'm the om, omnipotent. You really are. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's amazing that like everyone, the band, management, they come to you. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been there well, for seventeen years. I've been working with these guys mm -hmm. for seventeen, mm -hmm. fifteen years. Yeah, more than that, sixteen years, whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I I'm also broken. I can't do it without you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you are. So Mike is currently dealing with a with a back, not a broken back, but like a no, uh, my, a, a fucked up back, a hip 
basically hip replacement surgery. <laughs> Mike doesn't look it, but he's 91 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, just he's in his, his, his uh, he's winding down. No, but mm. you are currently injured. So there is some, you'll get a little bit of patience from us, but like mm. you can never, no, Heidi I can, I mean, Heidi, Jody can never be done before you. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is, this, this show right now is actually an intervention. Um, <laughs> the real meaning why we came together. Jody and I, we're yeah. here because we care about you. And yeah, just know this is coming from a place of love. Yeah, no, no this shame. This is coming from upper management. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, it's the so phone. good. Um, um, no, I get it. I see it. So what is, Jody? what is your, do you have a biggest pet peeve about touring right now? Or, or now that we're, we're also coming out of like two years of yeah. no tours. Yeah. Things are not normal yet. They don't no. feel comfortable. Um, that's yours. That's Tingle. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something Speaking else just of. break. Um, any pet peeves that like absolutely drive you nuts? Like about the It can't be about job me. Or, yeah, sure. yeah, I was going to say you're Anything one you of want. them, but um for me it's always hardest at the end of the night like we were just talking about loadout because I deal with hospitality in the dressing rooms and like to some degree there's still that sense of party. Mm-hmm. And for a while it got nice because COVID. So there wasn't that many people hanging out, but now that everything's like back back, mm-hmm. it's almost worse than it was before. So the dressing rooms just get flooded with like people. Do you feel like people are like making up for lost time of having yes. more and more 100%. people around? Really? So they're all up in the space of like, you know, I'm trying to collect like the wardrobe, the stage clothes. I never see it because I'm so <laughs> And then, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get all the stuff out of the dressing rooms that travel with us and go on and pack up production and the stage clothes and all, everything that I need to do. And there's just people in the way and nobody cares that you're working in my area because it's not like a stage. It's not like a, hey, this is the zone. It's like mm. I'm in the zone that everybody comes to after and let's be the honest, show. Backstage guests, this is for every band. Yeah. There is guests have zero respect for. Oh, am I no. wrong? I mean, you, no, you're not you, wrong. You can speak at all. to it more than me, but like, yeah. they don't give a shit who yeah. we are, what we do. They just kind of want to be with their band, with their friends. Yeah. The be- funny thing is, is that other band members sometimes are the biggest culprits. Like, sure. like people from other bands that sure. have come to visit because they're like, I'm not working. Right. It's my night off. Right. I'm just here to hang out. But I want to be like, seen. Sure. So everybody just comes in and then sometimes I'm changing the people like out of their stage clothes. And <laughs> they're, their diapers. But they'll just open the door and I'm like, no. And some of the doors have locks. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. So I always have to keep a foot against it as I'm like taking, you know, like James. Oh. They wear <laughs> harnesses. Like right now their costumes are harnesses. Yeah. And it's like there's tape and buckles and yeah, I don't know. That's the one. That that's my big, that's always my foot biggest on the door to do your job. Yeah. Well, it just depends. And it's the same thing before the show, but it, my pet peeve is afterwards. Cause after the show's over, I'm like, guys, you can hang out for all fucking night as much as far as I care, but just get out of the way for like 10 minutes and let me clear all this stuff away. Right. And then do you boo. Like, what about Mike? What about you? Biggest pet peeve about your job? Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you have a t- I don't know. Oh, I, I I I pr- probably myself honestly like so fucking Canadian. It's unbelievable. No no because I, I I am so particular about it. I, oh, I yeah, always yeah. feel like I'm always doing everything nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's myself. Probably like you, you miss. But. We've only toured together a little bit, but like I've never seen you in catering. 
Whenever yeah, people are yeah, eating, I don't think I've you're on stage. Yeah. Polis- you're polishing. He, doesn't, he basically doesn't eat. He's yeah. like, Jody, I don't eat this. I don't eat this. And I'm like, look, I got I you lost this one five thing. pounds on this last one. And I came back and first meal, I you know, put five pounds. Back. Yeah, but I, I just I never <laughs> but we see like you get special food for you. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, okay, we need to make yeah. sure there's something for Mike to eat. Yeah. And then you guys have eat. you guys have similar diets, so it helps yeah. having yeah. like a, a a diet partner or like a, not no, diet, that's that's amazing having that because I don't even know what I'm doing. Jody, Jody also. Also, does has always gone out of her way to make sure everybody is like recognized and taken care of. So thank you. That's helpful. You really do. You really, you really do. I try because I, I don't think that people really truly realize that this, these things wouldn't happen with each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't. If mm-hmm. he can't cover your stuff and do no. his stuff in a manner yeah. that would be successful right. for the band. Right. So like if one person drops, the whole show suffers because of it. That's what I mean. Like we really are, we do really are the heartbeat of the touring industry. Yeah. You know, it's like, like the shows, thread. Yeah. If I'm it's at- funny though, cause I like it. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause it's, it's the, it's a really, really busy, really important part of the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm working ever. That's a, that's, that's, that's a I mean? beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, and then and that's that's like when you find a, a band or a crew that you like to be with, mm-hmm. it should feel that way. I feel like, mm-hmm. and when you find that, you hold on for dear life because yeah, it's not always like that. Yeah, there are some real pricks to work for out there, and oh, people 100%. that people that don't appreciate the crew, people that like, uh, you know, just always trying to nickel and dime and and just don't care about accommodations. Yeah, and that also that's comes to like worst. when you have a good tour manager, yes. that cares about the crew. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's always and that that's hard for me, too, because it's basically like tour manager and then me as far as logistics go. And a lot of times when you have a weak tour manager, a lot of that shit falls, of course, down. And then I have to figure out almost like see ahead what they're bad at so that I can try to fill in those gaps so that everybody else doesn't suffer because of it. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird position of like I have certain amount of responsibility to the band, but then I have equal amount of responsibility to the crew. Right. Because otherwise, like, if y'all aren't fed. <laughs> we get grumpy. Shit gets, yeah, yeah real, real, real quick. It's, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a weird position. Can we talk about something else real quick? I'll go. Um, please follow uh, G.I. Jody on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> also follow uh, Mike G. Drummer. Is that what you, is that yours, right? Mike yeah. G. Drummer? Yeah. Follow them both. Good shit. But Jody is doing something. <laughs> Mine just that is like a fan account right now. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. That's I'm fine. Like, I don't want to erase it because. But here's the thing. I feel rude. You are a fan yeah, in yeah. a way. All yeah. of us are fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I got fucking posters here. I got yeah. shit it's laying around media. from all it's kinds whatever of Whatever you want to make it. Of course. It's yours. It's personal. And, and the one cool thing about social media is like fans can follow us to see a little bit more snippets of stuff. Yeah. And angles and views they'll never see. Yeah. So that's a great thing. And we are all fans. Yeah. But. If you want to be a fan of something new, please follow Gia Jody. You are doing something on Instagram right now that is sweeping the nation. It's people. Are, it's all anyone's talking about. It's not sweeping the nation, uh, but it might. Sweeping the nation has been quite full. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, Jody is currently. Um, you're single, but you're dating. Yes. Yeah. And you you just start doing this thing that like I don't I didn't think I would be riveted, but you're doing these like. Not, not whenever you go on a date, you'll yeah. give us a, a little bit of a story of like, of who this you're going on this date. You're saying yep. you're prepping for it. Yeah, this is where you think you're going. Yep, and there'll be a couple pictures maybe during yep. or updates during the date, and then you're doing a rating system. 
yeah. for all these dates I'm are going on. my dates, yeah. So, but like... How did I miss this? Is this brand new? Well, the Last couple of weeks? I just... No, More, longer, I, longer, I, no oh. I literally, so I used to post little bits here and there, but never the way I'm doing it now. So I started Thursday. Oh, so great. <laughs> literally just not today even Today is what, Monday to Monday? Yeah. Okay, okay. So because of our schedule, <laughs> I don't have a lot of free time, hence why I'm old and single. And so I stacked my dates. <laughs> I have a friend who told me she did online dating. Now she's married and just had a kid with... With one, of the, with one of the online dates? Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was, we we called him, um, he knows about this, so okay. even if he happens to listen, it's not a surprise. Um, we called him bonus guy, because she <laughs> stacked a bunch of dates over the weekend, and then he was like a last minute add-on. Okay. Now he's her husband, and they uh-huh. have a kid. So you know, Last time we talked, you're like, I got three dates this weekend. Yeah, so I, did, I, I was like, I need to do this. Like I'm, She's like, you got to work the numbers, and I'm like, all right, That's I'm going to commit to this. <laughs> so I stacked, I had... I had two. It turned Jody has into a lot three. of energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like I'm taking everyone home. I didn't mean physical. I just yeah. mean like to, for for socializing. Well, like so you you I'm are nonstop. To, I'm committed to like trying to find the right person. So I stacked. I had two dates, and then it turned into three, and then it actually turned into four. Yeah. From thir- yeah. Because four. Yeah, but one was two were repeats. <clears throat> Maybe wait, something like that. <laughs> so I had one date on Thursday night. And then I had a date Friday night with somebody new. Uh-huh. And then Saturday was someone that I went on a date with weeks ago. That was So it was like a second date. And then the guy from Friday night decided to take me on another date last night. That's good. So two of them were like second dates. and But one of them was a first date also then the same weekend. But you're making me feel like a chick. And it's so <laughs> weird. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching your stories and you're like, this one was an eight out of ten, or this one's a, a nine out of ten. This yeah. one's like a six out of ten. Well, they're updates, and then I rate them. Right, yeah. but like, but the, but then like you'll you'll tell your audience, your thirsty audience, that you're going on this date, <laughs> and I find myself the night being like, well, how the fucking date go? She hasn't posted yet. I want to <laughs> know what's going this on. Happened. This was last night. Last night, I was so I went to the Hollywood Bowl, and I was freaking this tired. Morning, my eyes I, open. I'm like. <sighs> what the fuck happened with Jody last night? <laughs> the, he's he's joking and making fun of me, but this my no, inbox no. has never been more I'm, full and I'm boring not, as it was. Listen today. to me, I'm like, not kidding. So people silly. asking you, I'm riveted. So uh, many people. I'm We're not like, playing it up. I'm truly interested. Like I yeah. really, I don't know why. I had it's no connecting. idea this would catch on like this. I don't know why it's connecting, <laughs> but the idea of like in real time, like <laughs> rating your dates. Yeah, and I usually like, uh, do it at the end of the night. That's why. Like, I'll go on the date, fresh. and then I'm like, hey, met this guy. I'll give a little context as to what he No real details. Was. Yeah, well, because yeah. some of them follow me, so I also only shoot it out to, like, my close friends, which is basically everybody when I see in that my green inbox. circle, yeah. When I see the green circle on our story, I'm like, oh, man, we got some juice coming. Yeah, close friends, <laughs> yeah. just for everybody's awareness, is basically everybody except for the men that yeah. I'm going on the dates with. Yeah. Or have a date planned with because yeah. I don't want them to know that I've but just it, gone on four f- dates with other men. It feels like this <laughs> social media, modern, like sex in the city soap opera that I can't wait for more installments I feel of. Like, I feel like I need to start a new podcast about it or something. You should, or TikTok, you, I think you that's should. like the thing, right? And please don't settle down. We can't have this stop. <laughs> please stay lonely and single for the rest of your life and keep I trying to find- I have enough stories. <laughs> I have enough stories. But yeah, this weekend was just having to be a busy one. Any any potential uh, potential suitors in there? I think so. Yeah, there might be. There's a really? couple big fails. Okay. I think you saw one of them. What what, what happened? Uh, I don't want to. I, I mean, no, he'll never hear this. Like what? what just why didn't it work? 
Um, so many reasons. It was actually a second date with someone I went on a first date with. And our first date, we just went, we met, like, at a restaurant, had some appetizers and, like, a drink and got to know each other, just Mm -hmm. talked a bunch, had a lot in common. It was great. It felt good enough where, like, I'd agree to a second date. And at the end of the date, he gave me, like, just a quick, like, goodbye, like, peck. And Uh was like, all right. I was like, cool. This... I don't know, maybe seven and a half or eight out of ten. Like, but we didn't do anything like wild or crazy. That was the first date. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then the second date, he He pulled a gun on me. (laughs) Yeah. No, he had some something going on in his area. I'm trying to be vague, but it's not like I don't think he'll ever listen to this. But if he does, I feel like I should apologize in advance in case he ever hears this. But I don't think he would. Um, He invited me down to hang out at the beach where he was playing in a volleyball tournament. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and I thought when some so when someone invites you to do that, I'm like, cool. I love a beach day. Like, I and I moved from Massachusetts to California. Like, yeah, yeah. I like the beach, so I thought I would bring a towel, some snacks, and like go down, toss a towel down, watch him play volleyball with his buddies for a little while, and then you know that's the date. We hang out at the beach, maybe put my toes in the water, whatever. I got there. I first of all, I didn't realize it was the biggest six on six volleyball tournament that is on the Southern California coast. <laughs> so it's a like, big deal. Yeah, but I had no idea because it's not my jam. Did it's they have like, like I'm seating not and stuff? Yeah, like like thousands of people come to this, and he oh, failed to mention that. So it wasn't like a casual. It's like going to a concert. No, he just said I'm playing in a volleyball tournament. He didn't say. There's this massive organized volleyball tournament that like has oh, I don't think I got that part. Rows of sponsorship and like I didn't. I definitely didn't until I was there. So I sat Was he showing off? I, I mean if he was, he did a very poor job of yeah. it. Because by the time I sat in traffic and got down there and couldn't find parking, oh, he was already Yeah. And he was so I, I finally get there. I had a shit time. So it took me over two hours oh, because no. of traffic and parking. Which doesn't put you in the best headspace for like a second date. Yep. And then I get there and he's like, yeah, we just got eliminated. And I'm like, me too. Kidding? Oh, you yeah, didn't, right. You didn't even roll down with him. You just got there and it was no, already over No, he with. was already there. He lives, he lives at the beach. So yeah. So I was just coming down to meet him and he didn't tell me until like 1030 in the morning as I'm like already started my day in a different direction. So whatever. I get down there. He's not only eliminated, but he's also half in the bag. Like, oh, yeah. And like people who knew me back in the day, like I, I used to like to get drunk. I don't anymore. It's not my jam. Like have I ever seen you drunk? Probably not. Not on kind heaven in Europe. Did you ever get, have no. some drinks out there? I mean, I did, but like, I have like one or two and I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. And then yep. like, I'm old. Like I just want to socialize and then go. go to bed. I'd rather run around the city seeing the sights. But yeah, so he was already half in the bag. And then he also failed to mention that like every person in his freaking family was going to be there and they were having two massive parties at these houses and they were all hammered. Like everybody had probably started drinking at like seven or eight in the morning. If I want to be around a bunch of drunks, I wouldn't have left Boston. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I could just go hang out with my family. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just one of those like, I don't know if it was miscommunication or he just didn't. I don't know. It was really bad to say the least. But so then it done? Is he that tried done? to get handsy too. And he was oh. like, come on, just kiss me. And I was like, no. Did he say, come on, just kiss me? Yeah. 
Oh, gross. In like, and, and in several different ways. Oh. No. <laughs> None of that. It was, I was actually a super turnoff because it was oh. like, nothing was organic about it. It was like, he was just trying to press himself on me and I was like, mm. A word, gentlemen, um, if you have to convince a girl to kiss you, yeah. don't. Here's, here's a. <laughs> if here's you have to talk him into it, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So lost points. The only, and everybody who messaged me about that date, they were like, you gave it a six out of 10. And I was like, yeah, cause I was at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the beach. If, if, if you were high. in, if you were in Northridge, what would that have been? A four? Oh, uh, maybe like a three. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Yeah. I mean, it was a second date. So clearly like I liked something about him to begin with. So I was trying to be a little kind out of situation. Like he was drunk. So not make that is a zero excuse to press yourself on a woman. Just want to clarify yeah. that. But his like demeanor and like the way like leaving out information maybe i was mm. like i don't know it was like, this is like a massive thing i guess they've played for the last like 10 years in this team and it's an annual thing mm. it's like a really big to do not really a second date type like no event no. In, in my book and then going to hang with family and friends yeah and, and he's like this is my brother this, is, this is my other brother yeah it's <laughs> like his highest moment of his life that's his yeah. that's his world series or if it is i feel bad because i i might have crushed it yeah i was like i mean actually cool. i mean think about it it i, you know, I, I think I mike's right it probably was a huge deal which means he really cares about you wanting you to be there for him to like support him through the biggest so maybe you're just well, kind of a piece had, of shit i don't know yeah probably i literally looked at him at one point and told him to stop being so clingy and he just like Got big eyes, and then it was like two seconds later, like I didn't even say it, and I was like, "What? You're oh. so I'm gonna leave now." Okay, anyway, please keep these stories going. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, <laughs> we were talking before the show, Mike. Oh shit, you have a you had a story that I wanted you to tell on here. <laughs> I'd like you Your to tell. Your turn. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is coming out of nowhere. This is really weird. Mm-hmm. It's not related to anything. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Here, hold on. Yeah, my date on. rate isn't we'll either. Get... <laughs> so. Well, sh- shut up, Mike. Hold on. Fuck. Hold on. Wait, here we go. Welcome to Rare Form Radio Story Hour. Today, we have our, 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 our. Well, hi. Again. <laughs> hi. Take two. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Rare Form Radio Story Hour. I'm your host, Dan Cleary. Today I'm joined by my friend and expert storyteller, Mr. Mike Grisiak. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank um, you. Tell us your fucking story. <laughs> so it was my first time going to, um, I don't even know what the venue is. When you go up the hill, there's two of them. <laughs> Hi. Maybe I don't know should. what's going on right now. <laughs> no, uh, neither does my guest Mike. <laughs> Wait, it, what? The, the Gibson Amphitheater? What's the outdoor one? It's not massive. Oh, the the Ford. Ford? Ford? Yeah, I think it was the one Ford. that's across from the, the one, board. The one the we're ta- the one we're talking about a half hour ago with James. Probably no, 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 not that one. That's uh, the Henry Ford Amphitheater. The one that's really close. The to Greek? Hollywood Bowl. The Greek. I think the Greek. In, in Los Feliz. Up yeah, Hillhurst? yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the one. This story is about the Greek and Los Feliz. Okay. Mike, take it away. So I went and I was super early. I was going to see Iggy Pop. And I went super early because I wanted to be there early. I like going. It's a Mike move. Yeah. Concerts. Totally. I like to see the whole show. Not surprised. Um, and I get there. And Mike I, gets there when the sun's still out. Yeah. You're kind of one of those. 
and I really had to take a shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. So. Which is a whole conversation we can have about tour. Cool. Yeah. So Shitting's cool. I think I'm going back and forth. I had to go. Anyways, I go into the concert, and I'm waiting. <laughs> so I thought you were I'm, hitting a button. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's Mike's stomach right now. Yeah. So I, I was waiting for the show. And I was like, okay, maybe I can hold it. And I'm like, I want to enjoy the show. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go before it gets dirty, before everybody else goes there. I, I understand I, that. I understand I, that. I, I don't, I don't want to. I would never shit at a venue, but I understand yeah. your thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I go to the bathroom and it's like on the driveway, there's like these huts. I thought it was like a campground and it was like private bathrooms, <laughs> but it's like these brick buildings. And I see the guy coming out. I'm laughing because this is the most unlike Mike story. I know, I know. <laughs> this, this is the one story that I Don't let Canada hear this talk. Okay. My God. They'll so, never let you back. So I, I, the guy is coming out, and I thought he was maybe locking them up. And then I realized afterwards he had just cleaned them. Mm, so it's I, perfect. With the way you, this is yeah, what you want. kind of perfect. But I go in, and it's like metal toilet seat, and everything's wet. And I'm like, fuck this. That's gross. Yeah. So I go to the next one. And it's all wet. I'm like, okay, he had to just clean it. I'm still not sitting down on this. <laughs> Hover like a chick. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I don't think I've ever had to squat to take a shit before. Yeah. So apparently I don't know how. Uh-oh. But, so oh I tried. I tried. I to think s- we're on an adventure, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be good. So I, I try to squat to take a shit and nothing solid comes out. Oh, God. Oh, boy. And then I turn around. Oh. <laughs> Not one bit went into the toilet. <laughs> so it was all over, like, everywhere that you would normally Michael. touch. Or <laughs> Michael! <laughs> I think maybe you on the wall. You fucking savage. <laughs> yeah, but Mike being Mike probably stayed and cleaned every inch of it. Of course. Well, no, but the thing is... The Came thing, back with his full suit? No, I, the thing that I thought was, you can't properly clean this up. And I'd be pissed off if I went to the bathroom and somebody just clean it, wiped shit, smeared it around and make it worse. I'm like, I gotta go. What if the cleaning guy went back in there and was like, this fucking motherfucker, I just did this. <laughs> yeah, but he just goes in with the hose. He's not like gonna like, it's outdoors, it all drains. But like, I didn't, I didn't want to like make it worse. Or- this is the most unlike Mike <laughs> Story I've ever. This heard. is like Jackass. Like this is like, <laughs> like I'm talking about Steve O from Jackass right now. Who are you? Okay, so you explosive shit everywhere, <laughs> and then yeah, I had to go. <laughs> so he just messed and left. My God, dude! What are you? Th- yeah. Did you did you do any kind of like? No, keep it where it is, because then people aren't gonna go and try to use it. You can go and take, you can piss there, but you don't want to try to sit down knowing that there's like. It's not properly cleaned. I just realized something. <laughs> now I feel horrible. In, in real time, you're a bad person. <laughs> you, would, you gotta clean a little bit of it up. You gotta wait, do a little bit. Name, doesn't this It was bad enough that you couldn't... Oh, yeah. Well, this led to a thing, nickname. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, I was going well, to say Iggy Pop, so I call it my Iggy, Iggy Poop story. <laughs> <laughs> so now Mike has a nickname. Iggy Poop. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> G.I. Jody and Iggy Poop. 
This is so good. Oh my god. I, I'm not. I'm I, feel, honestly I, feel, I feel bad now, but I, I, I thought it would have been so worse. Just so bad for the guy that had to clean it twice. That's okay. Yeah. Oh man, poor dude. Yeah. My um friend of mine. Sorry. Who, <laughs> fine. I have another poop story at a venue. I was gonna say there's so many poop stories you can tell about tour because I bet friend of mine don't realize. went to a uh, a game at Fenway Park to see mm. the Red Sox after the, the Sox. game, and he he saw a guy. Push open a um uh, oh my god a stall sorry to puke, <laughs> and this guy puked. There was shit coming up <laughs> like a like a like a mountain. It was sticking out over where the seat was. This mound of shit. So people how were just shitting because no one was flushing. So everyone just kept shitting on this pile, shitting on this pile. Yeah, but then how do you if it goes up over the seat? I don't you understand just hover, the logistics. You just, you just sh- eventually you just shit standing up. Are they the tallest person uh, ever? Well, I mean the toilets are short. If you're standing, it's like butt height. You know, so my my buddy saw someone puke oh. on a mound of shit. So wait, what did you remember? Because you just might have been Mike. There was, I think it was back in Toronto. I forget who told me, but I guess there was there was a homeless guy. No, this was in L.A. Okay, this is when I worked at SIR, and he said, I guess he studio went to, instrument rentals. I think <laughs> he he went to go get lunch, and there was a guy. And I think he, maybe he was like massaging his leg or something, and then he just kind of stood there and like shook his leg. And a piece of shit flew out of the <laughs> pant leg <laughs> onto the sidewalk. Like gotta on, love on Hollywood. Hol- like, I actually have a story like that of, gotta love from Hollywood. San Francisco. Let's do it. Yeah, we were on tour and the bus was pulling up because we have specific areas we can park in. You know, were you at the Warfield? Like, yes. Of course you were. Yeah, hundred percent. Of course you were. Hundred um, percent. And we were trying to park, and there was a homeless dude like camping out in the street. And um, the bus driver, like, went out and kind of told him, like, he had to leave, to move because he was in front of... You only get a certain number of meters or, like, space, you know? Yeah. And uh, he didn't want to move. So we were waiting on the bus to get out because you're not supposed to get out. The bus is completely parked. And... Uh, Rules. Yeah. <laughs> Safety. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Safe. Um, but basically, as we're waiting, the homeless guy stands up, turns around, drops trowel, takes a massive shit where we're about to park... Lips us off and then walks away like barely holding his pants up. Gotta love like, San Francisco. Yeah. I was yeah. at the Warfield once and I saw a woman sell. She pulled crack out of her vagina, gave it to a gentleman who was purchasing it, said gentleman, put it in his mouth and walked away. Wait, what? Vaginal crack. Pussy crack. This, this woman dug it out of her coochie cooch, Ooh. gave it to a guy, uh, her client, her customer, he put it in his mouth directly from her vag and walked away with it. No, like throttle crack. It was wonderful. No, that that's it. If that's you guys want to know what it's like to tour and do a show at the Warfield, that's the Warfield mm-hmm. every second of the day. Do people know about the rules on a bus? Um, no, Wait, I don't think speaking so. Speaking of poop, you're not allowed. You you're not allowed to poop on the bus. Yeah. And how uh, many of you have though? I never have. No. I haven't, but I, I've been on tours where a guest has Someone come on, and like the person that brought them on had to like, yeah, you yeah. got to do it. Oh yeah, my you gotta god! Fish it out. And have you it, done the the butt the bowl like when the you bag the bag in the bowl? No, there's there's times when like so on, yeah. on the bus, if you shit on the bus, it smells so it just doesn't. The bus you can flush it, but it goes into a, a tank, but it, but grinders, it's still. Yeah. And that's the word that dri- it was so gross to me. Grinder. Ones- oh, stop saying it for a second. Oh, so some nice buses, Basically they're made so you can shit on it. They have things called grinders. Yeah. That are just there to churn up your shit. Yeah, they basically chew your poo. Oh, 
God. So you don't have those, and it's an emergency. You, it's called, you bag it. You hot bag, bag it. it. Yeah. And you, you, you say hot bag it? Hot bag it. Bag it. Yeah. yeah. I've never had to do it. So. Me, me either. And please uh. don't. If you do, I will get you fired somehow. I, don't I mean, if you, if you get a shitty bag, huh? like <laughs> with a lot of bags have holes in them. So that's, like, that's you never, what I'm saying. but I don't you, think you, I've done you, that. you line Maybe the toilet with a plastic bag, you shit in the bag and then you usually litter it and throw it out the window. Or you wait to get to a trash thing, but like, yeah. or bring it to your bunk you like and sleep with it. Triple bag it. <laughs> Whatever you do, <laughs> or put it in your put it in I your neighbor's bunk. To freeze it. I'm, if I, someone yeah. put a fucking bag of shit in the freezer, <laughs> they would never tour again ever. I've definitely made buses pull over. Like, oh yeah, of course, I'm like, of pull course. over, and they're like, we're I'm, in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, does it? I don't. You got to do like it on the side of the road. Yeah. Pullover. Oh no, I'm like, we do a lot of pullovers. For I'm like, like hey, I will not make this drive. Three in the morning, four in the morning. Just like, yeah, at Walmart or something like a truck stop. I gotta gotta do it. Oh, um, I like literally made them pull over on the side of the road. Actually, on Kind Heaven, didn't I make them do that? Because I wasn't feeling good. I ate something that like I didn't that's... agree with in me. In Europe or here? Uh, I don't remember. Huh. But I made them pull over. I was like, wild. Nope, not going to happen. You, I miss you need buses. to stop this bus. I miss buses a lot. I've been on a bus in a couple of years. Yeah, we years. haven't done a tour bus tour since 2019. No, I miss yeah. that. What did we do? Oh, with Pretty, Kind Heaven. With Kind Heaven. We did a U.S. Oh, run and then man. we did the Euro run. I miss those days. Yeah. Um, I want to wrap up, but I had one more question for you guys. What's that? Uh, before we go, do you guys have like an end goal? Like we, we both, we all have like very like good careers, very solid careers. What do you want to, are you doing what you want to end up doing? Do you have other plans? Like what is your guys end goal? Ladies first, Jody. I'm going to start a podcast about rating dates. I kind of love the idea. I don't know if you're <laughs> kidding or not, but I think it's a really good idea. No, I, I, I've actually, the amount of messages I got in my inbox this morning when I didn't update last night mm -hmm. really taught me something. Edge of our seats. So, but no, I mean, you know this, I, I transitioned about four years ago into film and TV and um, started writing. So I think my end game is to take all these lovely stories. Mm-hmm. And start working them into actual screenplays and maybe sell one. I've had an idea for years that you keep pushing me to write with me mm -hmm. that we really should do. And you never I'm make so the lazy. time. I'm so lazy. I don't follow through on anything. No, you don't. You're awful. You're supposed to argue with me and say, no, Dan, you're great. No, I when, I never agree with you. And right now I'm going to agree with you. Fuck. All right. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what you want to do and, and continue yeah. touring and do, kind of do a stuff as well. well but like, like the thing about film and TV that a lot of people don't realize, especially getting into it later in life is you, you start at the bottom, yeah. you know, you got to work your way up like touring. We're all kind of lucky. We've been doing it for a while. So we have rates that like are livable. You can get, you can get in music, you can get invited into an amazing position and live there yeah. forever. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I was, I've never done a van tour. Like I, my first tour was a bus oh, stadium tour. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So I've never like paid my dues, Dang. but in TV and stuff, you, unless you're acting, you can't. Yeah. Really do and even that. in acting, you got to take the background work and like sure. it doesn't. I I haven't seen any position in film and TV where they haven't had to work their way up in either into a union or whatever it might be. So it's for me right now, it's not a livable wage because I don't live with my parents. So, right. Um, it, I don't. I go back to touring because one, I've been with you guys for seven years mm -hmm. and. I've literally been told by them they can't imagine it's somebody else being in their dressing room all up in their business at this point. Yeah. And um and it fills my bank account back up quite literally. I tried to I tried to retire from touring a few years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You I had like a so going away tour and I was like I'm done. I'm done with it. I want to do other stuff. Do? Just 
other stuff. I wanted, I wanted to, I was directing music videos. I wanted to direct yeah. more. I wanted to do this more. I had the podcast with mm-hmm. Navarro that was, that was doing well. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. And we did that for 10 years and then that stopped. But like, it's, you do end up really missing the people. Yeah. You miss that weird life of being like pirates and being like, it, when you're in a good crew and on tour, it really feels like you're in a gang <laughs> and everyone is like, no matter what, we all have each other's backs. Yeah. If someone fucks with us, you're fucking with the entire crew. Like it's 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 a yeah. beautiful thing when it's all going. It's like strong. a messed up family. It's like, totally family. Like everybody it's plays totally a different family. role. Like yeah. there's the weird uncle. There's the like overprotective so, yeah, aunt. Like yeah, <laughs> so right. You, Where you like miss... you hate them and you bicker, but yeah. if anybody outside of that bubble steps to you, it's You're like dead. everybody's together, yeah. bonded instantly. So I miss you miss you miss the family vibe, but yeah. also like it does pay. Entertainment pays very well, and it's hard to yeah. like. You know, I could find local work, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be anything like what I what I would make on the road and yeah. it's hard to hard to leave. I like to keep one foot in the door. Sure. It's good for networking. It's good for the soul every now and then. Sure. Until it and you like you. traveling. I don't give a shit about yeah. seeing the sights or traveling. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anything. Yeah. Cause you're busy <laughs> polishing fucking drums. <laughs> Stop working for a second and check out Prague. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do something. Yeah. Steve, I'm Steven's always like, person. no, let's go for a walk. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, even, in Florida, I was like, I, I, I have to set up the drums. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I know I need to learn the song. Yeah. And Steve was like, dude, the show's them. in two days. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I do it out of obligation. I feel like like if, when a day off, like on that Kind Heaven tour in Europe. Oh, we did we so had much stuff. So much. We went to Berlin. We had five, five days, days off in yeah. Berlin. And I can still, I still have schnitzel in my teeth from that. I had <laughs> so much schnitzel. I've never more French fries in my Oh my God. Life. But like, yeah. So when I have time off, I try to, I'm like, I know I... I don't give a shit about other cultures and seeing how other people live. I could not be more honest. I know. No one's like this for me. But I, out of obligation, I'm like, well, when am I going to be in, you know, yeah. Interlaken, Switzerland again? I should probably take a little walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you came out a few times. We yeah, got of course. The, we got the scooters. And again, when you have good people, yeah. you want to spend time and we go out fun. and do fun stuff. Yeah. Mike, what do you want to do? What's your What's your end goal? Or are you doing it? I mean, ideally, at? I'd like to play, but if I'm not playing, I'd rather be working with the people that I've been trying to play like my whole <laughs> life. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And it, you've it, befriended a lot of your heroes. Like you have yeah. uh, Jimmy Chamberlain from pumpkins is like kind of a friend of yours. Now yeah. you have one of his That's drum sets, cool. which is so amazingly cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I, I've been lucky where I've only really worked with people that I've wanted to work with. And if I, if I'm not doing that, I mean, I haven't had to do it yet, I guess where I have to work to work. Yeah. But um, yeah, ideally, I, I'd want to be playing. I, I just, you know, I haven't yeah. found a gig that's a full-time thing mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know. And even still, like, even if, if, if you or I got offered, like, a, a playing gig, you still would miss working for bands yeah. that you love. It's almost cooler to work for a band that you love than, like, no, yeah. your own thing. I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, totally. What are you going to do? Because I know you've tried to quit, and then you've come back. And you do play sometimes. I play. Um, um, judging by my diet, I'm, I'll probably be dead pretty soon. The way, yeah, that's the a way good point. I, yeah, so I, I, I'm, point. I'm probably, maybe a few more months, and probably just keep doing some touring for a few more months, and then probably wrap it up, I think. Yeah? Die pretty soon, I think. No. Oh, like on, at the end of this year, you're going to be dead. I think so. Okay, cool. Because I'll be 43. It's time. Wow. It's time. did that to me. You're much older than me, but you're much healthier than me. Much older. But you're 51? 52? What are you? 
Just judging by like your skin and stuff, I thought maybe 52, 53. <laughs> this has been fun. No, no, you, we're the same age. We're the same age. You're barely older than me, barely younger than me. You're close. Have you, when's 36? your birthday? December 5th. Oh, so you haven't turned 44 yet this year? 43. I'll be turning 43. I'm oh, currently be 42 years old. Oh, so you just lied to everybody. No, I said I'm going to be 43. At the end of the year, I will okay. be 43. Mm-hmm. I was telling the complete truth, actually. No, you Thank said you I'm 43. No, I said I will be 43. Thank- we play back the tape. <laughs> Dan edited in me saying it again right now. No, oh, like on, at the end of this year, you're going to be dead. I think so. Okay, Because cool. I'll be 43. It's time. There it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beauty of editing is I can do all this stuff myself. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I, I really, this is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I love doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, like to, I would love to be able to do this full time. Mm-hmm. You can help by joining our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash rareformradio. Fund this thing and get me off the road with these knuckleheads. Um, yeah, I think, I, I know, I'm, I'm enjoying doing music again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm enjoying it for now. Over the last two years, I think we've all learned to miss it quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. So it is nice to see Distance does make the heart faces. a little fonder. Yeah. So whatever's going on, it works for me now. Um, thank you guys very much for coming. This is fun. This <laughs> thank is fun. you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So I'm not, I, I can't, no, I'm not accepting that. I, mm. I reject your apology. What are you even apologizing for? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I'm slow. Because he told the poop story. <laughs> slow? We told, you're great. What are you talking about? He comes about? to me and he goes, hmm. No. <laughs> no In fact, way. you will both be back again. I actually had a lot of fun doing this one. And people have asked for this for a while. So yeah. thank you guys for coming. Thank I you. mean, you could, yeah. We'll we do, we'll do more of these. Um, please follow at Mike G drummer <laughs> at G I Jody J O D I on Instagrams. Um, <laughs> and please, if you're thinking about it, please send, uh, send Jody all your dick pics. She loves them. Oh my God. As many as you can get. They don't have to be yours, but like she loves I'm gonna it. I'm going to punch you on the no, way. No, you're not guys. Uh, uh, this is, this is my plea. Please send at G I Jody oh as God. many pictures of dicks Gross ones, beautiful ones, big ones, small ones, nothing underage. Okay, look, if all you send me a dick pic, at least be single, hot, and stable, and preferably live local no. or somewhere where you can travel. Be old, <laughs> be a widower, and be gross. Oh That's what we God. want. No, but like I seriously, she wants to see him. I send don't. her all the dicks. I don't. She I does. really don't. I'm gonna cut your mic. She wants to see <laughs> the dicks, so just send yeah, them up. Cut it off. <laughs> I know, but seriously, thank you guys very much for coming. This is a blast. We will do it again, and everybody follow this show at Rareform Radio, wherever. Listen to it on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Follow the YouTube show, youtube.com slash Rareform Radio. Follow these idiots, and, um, you know, have a day or whatever. And remember, tomorrow is just the future's yesterday. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio.